0: Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast.
1: Be sure to subscribe, like this week's
0: episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode.
1: Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All All Things Melanin Melanin Podcast, Podcast. where your certified
0: hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Shelby.
1: What's good? What's happening? What's popping? Are you? (laughs)
0: i'm feeling you know good i have no new developments or news to report but as we are still in the house but i mean i'm doing well i i don't really i haven't really engaged in any indoor activities i haven't you know i haven't been doing nothing really but laying around binge watching um that's pretty much it or taking cute pictures of myself that's really it
1: girl same like i will go and like set up my selfie light and put on a whole face and really just have a whole photo shoot but let me tell you what i did today so i worked out today i did a dance video and it was really intense and why was i breathing like i was 300 pounds i said you are 105 pounds soaking wet so i worked out and i'm proud of myself because my homegirl bobby shout out to bobby I told her that I had bought this resistance band and she asked me, she was like, so what exercises have you done with it? None. <laughs> <laughs> I've done no exercise. Mm. So I bought the resistance band from Jordan Woods and I had all of this hope all of this energy
0: (laughs) what are you supposed to do with it like
1: it's supposed to be like I guess it's supposed to give you resistance because okay so let me clear this up so if you know me everybody knows I'm skinny and I always tell people like Shelly you're skinny you don't need to work out your body is this and this first of all worry about your own body I'm not trying to be skinny y'all I'm literally just trying to tone up some that's it and also (laughs) because I've just become really lazy like I'm just trying to move, but yeah, I had high hopes for that band. So friend, I will give you an update.
0: I am. I have. Dying. I
1: have not used that 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 band yet, but I'm gonna use it this week. But back to this dance workout. Why was I brief? So it was like I found it on YouTube. It was 15 minutes, and I was legit tired. It was so high and so intense. And I said, <laughs> you know what? I don't have time for this, Jesus. But I do because. I want somebody that's in shape and that has muscles and has a six pack. So I need to be able to, so my logic is from, I need to be able to do a 15 minute workout.
0: That's what we always said. We like, how can we want somebody that's got a six pack and we don't have nothing? (laughs) I want
1: to clarify. I do have a six pack. Let me make that clear. Okay. It's genetic, but I do have a six pack for anybody that try to come for me. I do. Okay. I'm just physically and mentally and emotionally out of shape. But I don't look <laughs> out of shape. But I know I'm out of shape. I had to clarify that before the podcast game came for
0: me. <laughs> well, I, I I personally do not because I've been eating all the quarantine snacks. Um but
1: and I keep going through my snacks. Like within two or three days, and I'm buying honey buns, popcorn, breakfast snacks, cereal, what else I got over there? Um, goldfish, cookies
0: you really think it would be easy to like focus on like what you're doing as far as like health and and fitness but it's actually harder when you're when you are like forced to just be at home so to me i'm like i literally wrote out this whole like fitness health eating right plan and sometimes i just be like i don't want that i'd rather eat my (laughs) or my double stuffed oreos
1: (laughs) girl have you the Oreos the birthday cake Oreos they will change mm-hmm.
0: your life don't, hey, don't get me started
1: they were so good and I had to try them one day because they was out of regular Oreos I'm in the store with my hand on my back like oh first time I who it ate all the Oreos <laughs> but I tried those listen they changed my life and I went through them in three days but if you trying to get a quarantine body do not listen to me
0: <laughs> yeah so my theory was let me go ahead and eat all these snacks so they won't be in here no more <laughs> Oh God! but you know That's
1: what? You name. are what you eat. My cousin told me this and this is like real good thugology. You ready?
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: are what you eat. So if you've eaten the snacks, you are a snack.
0: Oh, well I guess I'm a mug mother- snack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally a snack. Uh queso, I'm Oreos. I'm <laughs> Popeyes, like I don't know.
1: I'm crying.
0: Woo. Okay. Oh, did I tell you since we since we love Popeyes? Like our listeners should know that by now. I did roll up the Popeyes. Didn't nobody had a gloves or mask on. I was just like Did you roll
1: away or did you get that? I'll get
0: no, I got I went ahead and got my little spicy two
1: piece. <laughs> I thought about going to Popeye's today, but <sighs> I went to Chipotle and I got three tacos and then I got some queso and some chips.
0: <laughs> I love Chipotle. I actually haven't been during this time, but I love that. I
1: haven't gotten a two piece friend. You know, maybe I'll get a two piece
0: tomorrow. (laughs) See, this is why we ain't no good. This is,
1: (laughs) you know, me and Erica, if you haven't realized, Erica is literally like my food date. And I really don't know what I'm going to do if she gets booed up before me. (laughs) (laughs) Because we, (laughs) because we, that's all we do is eat. Like me and Erica, when people, we used to be out in these streets, nine times out of 10, me and Erica were eating. If it don't involve food, we ain't with it. Like, even if we go to the club, we be in there like, hey, we getting something to eat after this? As,
0: like, soon, I we, know. as soon as we get in free before 11, I'm like, hey, I'm getting chicken wings about 1.30. <laughs> like, already in the line. like You remember
1: when we were at, sorry, y'all, this is, y'all, we was at Park Avenue, which is where we always be at. And my homeboy was with us. Shout out to Sheldon. <laughs> hey, and Sheldon. Sheldon was, Sheldon was like, why are y'all eating wings in the club? And they gonna bust out and ask me for a wing and some. <laughs>
0: Ooh, you have to get the lemon pepper. You know how they say like strip clubs have the best chicken wings? I really feel like Park Avenue got the best chicken wings. Let me tell you what,
1: they do. And last time we was there, we was having too much fun and we got in line late and we didn't get no chicken wings. And I was so upset. They don't cut the line off at like 2.10. <laughs> Let me body sweet, I'm hungry. I need something to suck up all this food and this foolishness that I've been doing. y'all me and Erica are dumb like we're dumb in real life like we just if you ever hang out with us in real life, we're funny. like I would <laughs> hang out with us, Erica, if we weren't each other
0: and don't yes I would too and don't think if the chicken wing line closed that I mean we just ain't eating like we're gonna slide through Whataburger I know some of y'all don't know what Whataburger is but it's like the best 24 hour like burger um, yes. like all American food like milkshakes fries uh, chicken tenders like they open 24 hours so we slide Let me, tell you, me and Eric
1: if we ain't gonna do nothing else we gonna pull up to the table and eat we ain't no style eating chicks I don't we're know not. who that was for but it was for somebody okay major so, <laughs> feed us Feed us good stuff Okay like don't feed us Some of that nasty stuff okay? Like we're don't not
0: have- We're not trying to eat cute in front of nobody like.
1: Girl Let me tell you the first day I do eat cute Though like I what? Like,
0: I'm crying. I
1: do I, I be trying to eat cute like I do And then after that it's all Gloves off cause you need to see the real me Like like, it's so funny. Like, when I go out to eat with my homeboy, he'd just be looking at me like, slow down. <laughs> he'd be like, calm down, Shogi. Like,
0: we have no <laughs> I'm shame. Like, I can't. No shame. Well, speaking of dates, let's get into our dating and relationships segment. So, um, what we're going to talk about today is okay, so we both recently started dating again. What have we learned thus far in dating and how is that going to help us as we continue to date? You go first, not it.
1: (laughs) Um, First of all, I still got a lot of work to do. That's what I learned. (laughs) I still got things to work on, (laughs) but not for real. I do. But no, I would say as I have put my little, I I would say my big toe, you know, back in dating because Erica has been low-key my counselor um, because I've been all over the place. Um, but I would say for me, some things that I've learned in dating recently is that, so one thing about me, if you don't know, I don't like confrontation. I don't like any type of confrontation. It makes me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and not to say that other people don't want conversation, but I don't like it so much that a lot of times I would just bite my tongue and not say anything. So one thing that dating, um, again, has taught me is that like, just because you bring something up and you have a conversation, you have a question doesn't mean it's a confrontation. Now, if the other person want to buck, we can buck. But um, just because you bring up something to have a conversation. So I think for me in dating, i really learned how to um, communicate better. And I've learned to like voice my opinions and ask questions and not be afraid of what the other person says. Like I've learned that as long as I'm being who I am and true to myself and asking questions and being open and honest and communicating, that's what matters because you can't have a meaningful relationship unless you do that so I think speaking up more is something I've learned in dating that I'm going to continue um and the other thing that I've learned is that it's okay to 100% be myself I think when I first started dating I really didn't know what to expect and obviously like I really want you to like me you know like I want to continue this but Mm -hmm. I think sometimes that like and this is not even something that the other person did this is me like I think sometimes that I'm really just a people pleaser sometimes, especially when I really like you. And so I think for me that I unintentionally like dim my light and that I wasn't hundred percent myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, like the Shelby that you know me as Erica, I was probably like 65% of that when they did.
0: Yeah. So
1: they don't even get the full blown Shelby <clears throat> Brenner. Ex- that is the experience that is so love. So I would definitely say not being 100% myself. But I would definitely say also not setting expectations. And not in a, um like, not in a mean way, like, you got to do this, 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 and this. But just setting, like, loose expectations, like, this is where I am, and this is what I'm looking for. Not even what you're looking for, but this is what I am, and this this is where I am, and this is what I'm trying to do if you match that, that's amazing. But if it's not, we can walk away right now. So I would say that's the top three things. And probably when you start talking, I'll think of some more. What about you? <laughs>
0: um, I, well, I started dating or going on dates at the beginning of this year. I will say that I'm not dating right now. But just judging from those dates earlier, I've real because those dates I have been on were the first dates since from like since years. Like I hadn't been on like actual dates in, in years. So yeah. <laughs> um it was very weird. It was an adjustment. But yeah. what I have learned from that is to try to focus on establishing a friendship with the person, with the guy. Yeah. Because I think in the past I was already just so like, oh, you're gonna be my boyfriend type of mentality instead of like, well, do I really even like him? Do we have the same interests? Like, what can we do fun together? Like, yeah. I just already had that mentality, like, oh, this is my dude. Like, no. And so I'm trying to do things different this go around. And I think for me, what I've learned is just to establish a, a friendship, because I feel like it takes the pressure off oh. of everything. Like, it takes the pressure off of feeling like, oh, you got to meet certain standards. Like, if you just establish that friendship first, I feel like everything else will fall into place if it's meant to fall into place. Does that make sense? So like I tell you, yeah. Shuffle, I'm like, uh he the homie until further notice. <laughs> like and I yeah. and I say that because I'm like, okay, well, you're my friend, so I'm gonna treat you like my friend until you, you know, you wanna take it to the next level or you express that or we decide that, you know. But I think what I've learned yeah. is just making sure that I establish a friendship with the person. So I
1: definitely agree. And I think just to piggyback off what you specifically said, another thing that I've learned when dating is to like not assume. So yeah. to know me is to know that I overanalyze and I'm and I overthink everything. I'm just a very analytical person in general. And so I'm one of those people that you gotta tell me exactly what it is because I'm not gonna assume anymore. Like I'm with Eric, to you the homie until you not the homie. Yeah. So if you want to be with me, you got to You literally have to physically say, "I like you." Yeah. You physically have to say, "I want to date you" or "I want to be in a relationship with you," because we're not assuming you gonna right. mess around and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna come up with a whole man. So you better be direct. <laughs> a whole <with> man. <laughs> I'm not playing with y'all. And I think for me that I've learned that you, for me, you got to put something on it if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Like
1: you, for me, you got to put a title in it. You got to tell me what you're doing. Because I've i learned in dating, I need to know how to move. And if we're being honest, and I say this all the time, you're usually not the only one trying to be the only one. Man. So I need to know, <laughs> I need to know what your intentions are. I need to know, are you really feeling me like you are? And I think that so many times as women, we, and let me say this. Let me preface this by saying this, and I'm going to clean it up, okay? Kay. I do think that you should cater to your man, if that's your man, if that's your man. But in order for me to get to that stage, we got a date and you got to put something on it. Like you got to put a title on it. You have to tell me, I like you. You have to tell me, I want to pursue something. I want to be with you. And I think so many times we don't require men to do that. And that's how you end up in situationships. That's how you end up with a man, with kids and no title. And no ring, And we're not doing that over here. I'm not doing that over here.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: the mm-hmm. no for me, dog.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great point is, and that goes back to like being intentional about what you're doing. So I think that's yeah. another lesson is like, what is the intent behind what we're doing? Cause like I, in my perfect world, I would of course want the conversation to to naturally flow into like you telling me that this is what you want and we're on the same page but sometimes it doesn't always work that way but you have to have the conversation period yeah and, and a lot of us don't have that conversation and like you said we normally assume like oh well we exclusive now but people try to claim exclusivity when they don't, haven't even had the conversation if, if that's what they want and then you're stuck in a situation ask me how I know <laughs> like I've been down that road so it's like I think this time around like I said, establishing a friendship also goes along the lines with taking it slower than normal. I mean, than I normally would, um, because there's also that fine line between you don't want to rush, but also like you said, like, I do want to know the intent, like what are we doing? Because so I can make sure that I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. And then I have, you know, in case, you know, you say, Oh, well, I just see us being friends. Okay, cool. Well, don't try to holler at me when Jerome come over here. And want to wife me type of thing, you know? Because so, I'm backing
1: Jerome. If you do, I want you to know
0: <laughs> it's a yes for me, Jerome. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying that to say like there has to be intent, there has to be friendship, there has to be you know just on the same page. I think, and not assume. I think yeah. that was a great way to to sum it up. So, yeah,
1: I would agree. And then I so I have a really quick question for you. So, uh when you started dating again, did you have, I guess, certain expectations? And then once you started dating, were they, I guess, realistic or obtainable? Or like they, they totally out of the park, if that makes sense? Uh,
0: I, I had realistic expectations as far as, like, if he wanted to ask me out on a date, then I wanted him to be the one to ask me and, like, plan it stuff like instead of us just being like you know oh well when can I see you no when you make the plan like that's when you can see me so as far as like expectations that's as far as I had it was like okay if this guy really wants to see me or take me out then he'll make the plan or he'll ask me when I'm available or whatever so that's as far as it got um but and I realized that some people they you know reach that point or that standard and it just didn't work out. But it's good to know that there are people that were like, okay, if they if you showing them how you want to be treated or your standard, then they're gonna they're gonna do that. Um but like I said, it was just a whole new world for me to even step back into the quote unquote dating game. It lasted for like 2.5 seconds. But <laughs> I got back out there, got my big toe wet or my pinky toe <laughs> wet, like you said. And that's it. What about you?
1: I think for me, I honestly like Erica. I didn't date anybody for like probably about four to five years before I started dating, and I started dating again a couple of days after my twenty seventh birthday. So I turned twenty seven November. I turned twenty seven November third, twenty nineteen. And I think for me, I guess like so the difference between me and Erica. I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there. Is Erica is very realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really not. I am a dreamer. I am a hopeless romantic. I love chick flicks. Sometimes my imagination just runs wild, well. And I guess for me, like, I really didn't know what to expect. I was literally so nervous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think I, one thing that I really struggle with is, like, especially with dating, sometimes that I've gotten a lot better about is I always question, like, even though I know I'm the bomb.com, like, it's something about like dating, especially like when you first start dating, that makes me so vulnerable. Like, <laughs> it makes me question, okay, are you smart enough? Are you pretty enough to keep this person or to pull this person? Are you, you know, do you, are you witty enough to keep this person, you know, entertained? Like, just all these different scenarios. And I think for me, that when I first started dating, I just, I just, I don't know if I necessarily had an expectation, but what I wanted to happen is I wanted this person to just automatically want to put in the work to be with me, if that makes
0: sense. Yeah.
1: I think what I took away from that situation is that, A, like, you can't, you can't, that I can't allow my insecurities to be in the relationship because okay if he asks you out he thinks you're attractive if he's talking to you and he's dating you then you have everything you need to keep this man you know what i mean just stuff like that mm-hmm. um just really like questioning my worth but i think for me going forward i think that i'm praying and hoping that i would be more confident in my in just who i am in general Mm-hmm. To the and knowing that okay she'll be like you're the bomb.com now what is he gonna bring to the table to keep you while you worrying about what you are gonna do to keep him Right. And I think that sometimes a lot of men and if you think this way this is fine Um, but I think a lot of men think they're the prize and I agree I think men are a prize but I think that women I think sometimes women get so caught up in trying to get the man that they want that they forget that they're a prize or that they're worried or that they're or that they should be
0: pursued
1: not chase. pursued yeah but that's
0: just opinion. i agree i think that um well i was personally taught like we women are the prize and that we should be pursued and like and it's true because and it still holds true today and i feel like that it just gets a little messy because it seems like a lot of men don't have to work as hard to get the woman that they want. And so it makes it harder for women that still maintain or hold value or hold standards, um, that they that they don't they usually get the short end of the stick, if that makes sense. Like they they don't get the man at the end of the day because yeah. just of how society has changed. But to me personally, I guess you can call it traditional or whatever, but I just don't see myself pursuing any man. Now, that doesn't mean to say, like, I've always, you know, preaching about, like, matching the man's energy. Like, if he's, if he is pursuing me and calling me and doing all those things, and I'm going to reciprocate that. That's not what I'm saying. But a lot, in men's nature, they like the challenge and they like the chase. But I'm not saying chase as far as, like, oh, you just trying so hard with her, but she's not giving you no, no play. Like, she ain't showing you no interest back. That's, that's a chase. But I mean, like, as far as getting the woman, putting in the effort, like, that's, that goes along with intent and so I feel like for me in the dating game like I have to approach the dating with intent intentions too like what are my intentions of even going out on this date with you what are my intentions of even answering your calls like am I answering your calls because I'm just lonely like am I answering because I'm actually interested in you like what is my or like what is my intent too so yeah we'll see to be continued because it's rough out here in these dating streets um yeah
1: But one thing, one more thing that I want to add before we continue. But the other thing that Dating Again has shown me is what I really want, if that makes sense. Not what I think I need, but what I really want to need. And I think that it's allowed me to get very clear Mm -hmm. about what I want out of a relationship. Because I was a little foggy, if I'm being honest.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's true. It is. and And like I was saying before, like, you just don't know until you know. You have to, like, experience these dating woes and sagas and scenarios <laughs> to really figure yeah. out like what it is that you want what your expectations are what your standards are um it's not easy like it ain't but um uh, yeah like I said we uh to be continued <laughs> on our dating woes um so let's go ahead and move on to our next segment which is called the journey so this is where Shelby and I discuss um, how our journey has gone with building all things melanin. So, um, the topic is how to go from the idea stage to the execution stage to keep your brand up and running. What are the steps that we took to launch our brand?
1: Um, uh, okay. So I'm gonna start from the beginning.
0: <laughs> okay. So
1: I think for us, me and Erica, it came down to knowing, I think, First things first, I think that you have to have a vision and that your vision has to have a purpose and it has to have a meaning and it has to stand for something. If your idea does not do those things, I would suggest not doing it because people fall in love with people, people. And then they fall in love with your brand, if we be honest. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing is you have to flesh out your ideas. So, when me and Erica, before me and Erica started, we knew that we were supposed to do something together. Period. And we even had an idea. We didn't have an idea of what we wanted to be. But we did know that we wanted it to mean something. Yeah. To have a person and to have a mission. So, once we came up with, once we both established that and we came together and we had an idea of what we wanted to do. Things that we did is we a we wrote out a mission statement. We wrote out what we saw for our brand in the long term and what that was going to look for in a week, like you have to in, like in a in a year. So first things first, you got to have a plan. Like write out a business plan, write out a strategy, write out what you want to see and everything that you want your business to accomplish. Second thing second, like start out with what you have. Don't worry about buying like all this extra equipment or all this extra things. Start out what you have and build mm-hmm. it as you go because I think sometimes we get held up from starting the business or starting the blog or starting the podcast because we don't have what we think we need. I genuinely believe to start the idea, you have everything that you need. Sometimes you just got to hustle and figure it out. So that, I think that's part of um, the first part. What would you add to that friend?
0: Yeah. Basically, if you're waiting to be ready, you'll you'll never be ready. Um, But I think that um, when we started our brainstorming, I, brainstorming our ideas and writing out like a strategy we put a date to it and Shelby and I always preach about writing stuff down we are true believers that like you will manifest what you write down and so not only that we made sure that we we stuck to or were committed to the date that we put down like we just I think we just really randomly chose a launch date honestly Um, that was reasonable or realistic to where we were at the time. So once we wrote that down, like we said, okay, we're committing to this and we put it out there. We didn't have all of, like you said, the equipment or resources that we needed to start, but we knew we were passionate about what the brand was going to represent or what it was going to mean to people or meant to us too. So we just decided, hey, we're doing this. We're doing it. September 15th, we're doing it. (laughs) Like no looking back. So I think that that is crucial when you're executing your idea is to put a date to it and stay committed to that. Um, now, of course, there may be some instances where you just can't uh, launch on the intended date and you want to, you know, do something else to make sure that you can be prepared for something. But we're saying don't let other things hold you back from actually just doing what you know that you're supposed to be doing. And we still can't explain to this day why we feel like we're supposed to do something together, but it was just a weird random day. Um, I know you remember it, (laughs) Shelby. Like we were at some brunch or something and waiting for your Uber to come. And we were just standing there and we're like, "Mm, I feel like we're supposed to do something. She was like, yeah, I feel that too. And from then on, we had our brainstorming meeting and we put some dates and we launched it. And never looked back, and yeah, we're doing pretty well. So
1: it was the best decision I think we ever made.
0: Yes, so you can always turn. I feel like it goes back to that saying: like a goal is just a wish if you it's don't have true. a plan. Yeah, um, I agree. so I think the crucial thing to execution is planning it and putting your dates down to it. That yeah. will make so much more of a difference. So
1: I think yeah. and I think also just adding to that, like I think that when you are taking your idea from idea to execution, like there's a certain level of hustle and ambition that you got to have. Like you just have to have it because there is so much stuff, like me and Erica just touched on the service level of it. And so I think we'll have to tell our brand story another day. But there was so much that went into it. You know what I mean? So I think Mm -hmm. that also in addition to that, like you have to just be relentless taking your idea from an idea to an execution and I think that you just have to be like you know what at all costs as long as it's legal um (laughs) this is this is gonna get done Mm -hmm. and this is gonna and like you said I don't think that it has to be perfect but I think it has to be you and it has to be authentic um because a lot of times we're not looking for perfection as consumers we're looking for authenticity and relate and relatability and another thing that I would just add just in general while you're taking your idea from idea to execution. Also think about the platforms that you want that to be on and what you want that to look like. I think a lot of people would just try to be everything to everyone. And the one thing um, that I would suggest is don't try to be everything to everyone, but pick maybe two, maybe three platforms that you can push your information out on, learn, engage, study. And then if you want to expand platforms, Then do that. I think that'll help because you do have to figure out, okay, like as you're executing this, how am I going to get this to people? So definitely doing research, definitely studying brands that may be similar to you or have the audience that you want and doing some research and studying the market to see to get an idea of how people might respond and how you can get people to respond to you.
0: Right. I think that's great advice. And one more thing to add to the, the execution stage is we all have an idea of how the execution is going to, what the results of that will be. But don't be discouraged if the execution didn't land at with the peak of engagement or didn't go viral or whatever that you intended it to do. Don't let that stop your continuing from pushing stuff out and executing things because it takes time and it takes a lot of hard work. And like you said, Shelby hustle, like, don't just think, Oh, well, once I put this out, everybody's just going to love and everybody's going to share it. Like sometimes that's not the case. You have to continue. Like the, the key point is once you execute something, you have to be consistent with continuing to execute things. So once you launch it's, it's go time. So. That's yeah. basically the best way I can put it. So I think we get some good keys there. So let's see uh, what let's go on uh to our mentor moment. So this is when Shelby and I um read a listener letter and we give our advice on it. So it says, Hey Shelby and Erica, with all of this extra time, I've been scrolling through social media and I found myself sad. I see people doing great things, excelling, and I just feel sad and down because I'm just not in a good place. Is it normal to feel inadequate while on social media? Shall
1: um, that like that? <laughs> I you know what I really do think that it has been normalized right now and it's really imposter syndrome. Um yeah. If we're being honest, and I, and I one thing that I had to realize is that When you're on social media and you see people, you're seeing a glimpse into them. And you're usually seeing the best parts of them. But we're not seeing when they're sad or they're crying or what they're struggling with. So I, for me, one thing, and I used to struggle with this. So one thing that I did is I removed anything and anyone that made me feel inadequate. Even if it was my fault. Even if it was just my fault for feeling like that. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like if you trigger me, then I don't need to see what you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So one thing that I would suggest would be cleaning up your timeline to maybe, you know, see things that motivate you or inspire you or that, you know, make you happy. The other thing that I would say is that if you're feeling that way, a lot of times, um, and this was the case for me, I'm just speaking for myself and how I felt when I was dealing with it. It was something within myself that I wasn't particularly, I guess, happy with. And so that, for me, triggered me to work on myself to realize, okay, like, why do you feel some type of way because Sarah is posting this? You know what I mean? Like, why do you feel Mm -hmm. some type of way because she's sharing? Like, that has nothing to do with you. And so I think when I realized that that's something that I was dealing with, like, I really had to work on myself. And the way that I worked on it is I just prayed about it. Anytime I felt like that, I was like, God, help me not to feel like this. Like, I don't know what she's going through. And another thing is, like, you don't know what somebody's going through while they're posting right or the season that they're enduring because there have been some times I posted some really happy pictures but I've really been going through it in my life
0: Mm -hmm. so I think
1: you have to take the envy away I think sometimes we give people too much credit and we envy them too much but we don't know their story exactly and so I think that you kind of just have to look at yourself and to see why you're kind of envying them and if you're religious or anything like that i would definitely suggest that you pray on it but the second thing that i would say is clean up your timeline because sometimes things trigger us and they're not things that we need to allow in our mental and emotional state
0: yes and my suggestion would be i mean because you have to be cautious about obviously who you follow and who you allow to influence you like you were saying like just kind of unfollow some people that make you feel that way. But also if you have to go on a social media detox. Like do not get on social media for a week or however long you can sustain it because it is addicting. And when you start to look at other people's pages, honestly, we do put our best foot forward. Most of us do. We show only the good times or the happy times. I know for my personal page I only show when I'm out with my friends or at concerts or traveling. Like I'm showing what I'm doing. But the those past years like you had no idea what I was actually dealing with behind the scenes. So think about it, how other people um, just portray themselves to be on social media. So it's a dangerous game when you look at people, even if they're celebrities, it's a dangerous game to look at their relationship or how their career is going. If you see that, I'm like, dang, why am I not there yet? I thought I would be there by this age or whatever. Um, You have no idea what they're actually dealing with. And people could be suffering from depression and all kinds of things. So I think that if you have to I would strongly recommend because I have had to do this myself is just go on a social media detox just if you have to log off the app just get off the app for a week or turn your notifications off for a week or whatever to really just get your mind back centered on what you're doing with your life and I think what makes us feel inadequate is when we start to compare ourselves to people but why do we do that? Why do we compare ourselves to somebody either we don't even know or a celebrity Or sometimes even our own friends. Like, why do we feel like we need to compare ourselves? I think that is the root of feeling inadequate when, really, if we all believe that there's room for all of us or, you know, we have the ability to, everybody has the ability to accomplish what they want, why would we feel like, oh, well, I'm not married and this person's married so I feel inadequate? Or this person has a baby and I don't have a baby, why do I feel inadequate? You know, it's just... I think detoxing is really good when you can just get off social media and you just concentrate on yourself and find the root of what makes you feel inadequate. So, yeah.
1: I would agree. You wrap that up real good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if any of you have a question that you want us to answer, send us an email at all TV at gmail.com or slide in our DMs at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So, we're going to leave you with words of encouragement. Shelby, you want to read the Bible verse?
1: So our words of encouragement come from Luke sixteen ten, um, and it says, "If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities." Um, when I read this Bible verse, um, and it's really actually one of my um favorite ones and different things like that. It makes me think. It just reminds me that whatever season I, whatever season I that I'm experiencing or whatever season I'm currently in, that I have to be faithful and content in that season. I think a lot of times we don't get what we want or what we're praying for or what we're seeking for because we can't even be faithful and grateful in that season. Okay, you want a million dollars, but can you even save $100?
0: Right. You want a
1: Ferrari, but you can't even pay the $300 payment on your Toyota. Why is God going to bless you like that? Like, you have to – I've learned – one thing that I'm learning is that I literally – Have to show God that I am faithful and grateful and content in the season that I am in now. When Mm -hmm. I show God that I'm faithful and I'm content and that I can handle what I have now, that I can pay what I have now, that I can walk in what I have now, I notice that God will start to bless me more and bless me more and to give me a lot more responsibility. A lot of times we want the mansion, but we don't want to do the work. Right. A lot of times, you know, we want the Ferrari, but we're not even content in our Toyota. Toyota's a good car, y'all.
0: It is.
1: (laughs) Um, But I just said that to say that, like, maybe instead of worrying about what you don't have, be grateful for what you do have. Because it could be so much worse. And a lot of times what you have now is completely what you prayed for a couple years ago or a couple of weeks ago. And I think that we're just we live in a society sometimes that we just won't, 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 that we forget to be grateful. We forget to be thankful. We forget to humble ourselves before God. So whatever you're enduring in this season, whatever you're going through in this season, be faithful in the little bit. Yeah. Be faithful that you got a roof over your head. Be faithful that you have something to eat. Be faithful that you got somebody to love you. Be faithful that you have, you know, good friends. Good faithful that you're healthy and that you're in your right mind. Because sometimes the littlest things can bless you in the biggest
0: way. Yes. You just, I mean, there's probably nothing I can add but to say like this. <laughs> The time that we're dealing with right now, the current times is the perfect time to practice this is to be faithful in the small or the little things. And um, I think that's a great lesson from how we um, started off this episode is just like realizing what is what we needed to what we needed to realize from everything that's happening. So, I mean, you close it up right on out, Pastor Shelby. Uh,
1: Let (laughs) us pray and bow our heads. Okay. Heavenly Father, we come to you as almost many hall. First and foremost thank first and foremost, thank you for each person that has assembled to listen to this podcast. We pray that they can be faithful in the little things, content in the little things, Lord Jesus. We pray that you will continue to bless them and keep them and lead and guide them in the way that you would want them to go. We pray that you would bless their family. We pray that you would protect them against this virus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that they, they know that you are in control. We pray that, Lord Jesus, each and every person that is assembled and listening to this podcast, that they will not put their faith in man, that they would not put their faith in materialistic things, but they will put their faith in you. We pray, Lord Jesus, when they get weary, when they get discontent, when they don't know what to do and when their back is against the wall, that you would just let them know that you got it covered. We pray, Lord Jesus, that they that they know that they are loved. We pray, Lord Jesus, that they know that they are covered. We pray, Lord Jesus, that they know that there is nothing that occurs on this earth that you don't ordain. So I pray that we can learn to put our faith in you, that we can love you, that we can trust. And I just pray that we can all be faithful in this season and that we can come out of this on top. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen.